Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayetzi, and it means, And he went out. Genesis 30, 28-31, 16 And he continued, Name the wages due from me, and I will pay you. But he said, You know well how I have served you, and how your livestock has fared with me. For the little you had before I came has grown to much, since Hashem has blessed you wherever I turned. And now, when shall I make provision for my own household? He said, What shall I pay you? And Jacob said, Pay me nothing. If you will do this thing for me, I will again pasture and keep your flocks. Let me pass through your whole flock today, removing from there every speckled and spotted animal, every dark-colored sheep, and every spotted and speckled goat. Such shall be my wages. In the future, when you go over my wages, let my honesty toward you testify for me. If there are among my goats any that are not speckled or spotted, or any sheep that are not dark-colored, they got left there by theft. And Laban said, Very well, let it be as you say. 
But that same day he removed the streaked and the spotted he-goats and all the speckled and spotted she-goats, every one that had white on it, and all the dark-colored sheep, and left them in the charge of his sons. And he put a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob, while Jacob was pasturing the rest of Laban's flock. Jacob then got fresh shoots of poplar and of almond and plain and peeled white strips in them, laying bare the white of the shoots. The rods that he had peeled he set up in front of the goats in the troughs, the water receptacles that the goats came to drink from. Their mating occurred when they came to drink, and since the goats mated by the rods, the goats brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted young. But Jacob dealt separately with the sheep. He made these animals face the streaked or wholly dark-colored animals in Laban's flock, and so he produced special flocks for himself, which he did not put with Laban's flocks. Moreover, when the sturdier animals were mating, Jacob would place the rods in the troughs in full view of the animals, so that they mated by the rods. But with the feebler animals he would not place them there. Thus the feeble ones went to Laban, and the sturdy to Jacob. So the man grew exceedingly prosperous, and came to his own large flocks, maidservants and menservants, camels and donkeys. Now he heard the things that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken all that was our father's, and from that which was our father's he has built up all this wealth. Jacob also saw that Laban's manner toward him was not as it had been in the past. Then Hashem said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers, where you were born, and I will be with you. Jacob had Rachel and Leah called to the field where his flock was, and said to them, I see that your father's manner toward me is not as it has been in the past, but the God of my father has been with me. As you know, I have served your father with all my might, but your father has cheated me, changing my wages time and again. Hashem, however, would not let him do me harm. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flocks would drop speckled young. And if he said thus, the streaked shall be your wages, then all the flocks would drop streaked young. Hashem has taken away your father's livestock and given it to me. Once... At the mating time of the flocks, I had a dream in which I saw that the he-goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, and mottled. And in the dream an angel of Hashem said to me, Jacob, here I answered. And he said, Note well that all the he-goats which are mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, and mottled. For I have noted all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise and leave this land, and return to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah answered him, saying, Have we still a share in the inheritance of our father's house? Surely he regards us as outsiders now that he has sold us and has used up our purchase price. Truly all the wealth that Hashem has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Now then, do just as Hashem has told you. Ezekiel 23, 1-49 The word of Hashem came to me, O mortal, 
Once there were two women, daughters of one mother. They played the whore in Egypt. They played the whore while still young. There, their breasts were squeezed, and there, their virgin nipples were handled. Their names were the elder one, Ohola, and her sister, Ohaliva. They became mine, and they bore sons and daughters. As for their names, Ohola is Shomron, Samaria, and Ohaliva is Jerusalem. Ohala whored while she was in while she was mine, and she lusted after her lovers, after the Assyrians, warriors clothed in blue, governors and prefects, horsemen mounted on steeds, all of them handsome young fellows. She bestowed her favors upon them, upon all the pick of the Assyrians, and defiled herself with all their fetishes after which she lusted. She did not give up the whoring she had begun with the Egyptians, for they had lain with her in her youth, and they had handled her virgin nipples and had poured out their lust upon her. Therefore I delivered her into the hands of her lovers, into the hands of the Assyrians after whom she lusted. They exposed her nakedness, they seized her sons and daughters, and she herself was put to the sword. And because of the punishment inflicted upon her, she became a byword among women. Her sister, Oholiva, saw this. Yet her lusting was more depraved than her sister's, and her whoring more debased. She lusted after the Assyrians, governors and prefects, warriors gorgeously clad, horsemen mounted on steeds, all of them handsome young fellows. And I saw how she had defiled herself. Both of them followed the same course, but she carried her harlotries further. For she saw men sculptured upon the walls, figures of Chaldeans drawn in vermilion, girded with belts round their waists, and with flowing turbans on their heads, all of them looking like officers, a picture of Babylonians whose native land was Chaldea. At the very sight of them she lusted after them, and she sent messengers for them to Chaldea. So the Babylonians came to her for love-making, and defiled her with their whoring, and she defiled herself with them, until she turned from them in disgust. She flaunted her harlotries and exposed her nakedness, and I turned from her in disgust, as I had turned disgusted from her sister. But she whored still more, remembering how in her youth she had played the whore in the land of Egypt. She lusted for concubines with them, whose members were like those of donkeys and whose organs were like those of stallions. Thus you reverted to the wantonness of your youth, remembering your youthful breasts, when the men of Egypt handled your nipples. Assuredly, O Holiva, thus said Hashem, I am going to rouse against you the lovers from whom you turned in disgust, and I will bring them upon you from all around. The Babylonians and all the Chaldeans, the people of Pekod, Shoah, and Koah, and all the Assyrians with them, all of them handsome young fellows, governors and prefects, officers and warriors, all of them riding on horseback. They shall attack you with fleets of wheeled chariots and a host of troops. They shall set themselves against you on all sides with bucklers, shields, and helmets. And I will entrust your punishment to them, and they shall inflict their punishments on you. I will direct my passion against you, and they shall deal with you in fury. They shall cut off your nose and ears. The last of you shall fall by the sword. 
They shall take away your sons and daughters, and your remnant shall be devoured by fire. They shall strip you of your clothing and take away your dazzling jewels. I will put an end to your wantonness and to your whoring in the land of Egypt, and you shall not long for them or remember Egypt any more. For thus said Hashem, I am going to deliver you into the hands of those you hate, into the hands of those from whom you turned in disgust. They shall treat you with hatred, and they shall take away all you have toiled for, and leave you naked and bare. Your naked whoredom, wantonness, and harlotry will be exposed. These things shall be done to you for your harlotries with the nations, for defiling yourself with their fetishes. You walked in your sister's path, therefore I will put her cup into your hand. Thus said Hashem, You shall drink of your sister's cup so deep and wide it shall cause derision and scorn. It holds so much. You shall be filled with the drunkenness and woe, the cup of desolation and horror, the cup of your sister Shomron. You shall drink it, and drain it, and gnaw its shards, and you shall tear your breasts, for I have spoken, declares Hashem. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back, you in turn must suffer for your wanton whoring. Then Hashem said to me, O mortal, arraign Oholah and Ohaliva, and charge them with their abominations. For they have committed adultery, and blood is on their hands. Truly, they have committed adultery with their fetishes, and have even offered to them as food the children they bore to me. At the same time, they also did this to me. They defiled my sanctuary and profaned my Sabbaths. On the very day that they slaughtered their children to their fetishes, they entered my sanctuary to desecrate it. That is what they did in my house. Moreover, They sent for men to come from afar, men to whom a messenger was sent, and they came. For them, Oholiva, you bathed, painted your eyes, and donned your finery, and you sat on a grand couch with a set table in front of it, and it was my incense and my oil you laid upon it. And the noise of a carefree multitude was there, of numerous men brought drunk from the desert, and they put bracelets on their arms and splendid crowns upon their heads. Then I said, To destruction with adultery. Look, they are still going on with those same fornications of hers. And they would go to her as one goes to a prostitute. That is how they went to Oholah and Ohaliva, wanton women. But righteous men shall punish them with the punishments for adultery and for bloodshed. For they are adulteresses and have blood on their hands. For thus said Hashem, Summon an assembly against them, and make them an object of horror and plunder. Let the assembly pelt them with stones, and cut them down with their swords. Let them kill their sons and daughters, and burn down their homes. I will put an end to wantonness in the land, and all the women shall take warning not to imitate your wantonness. They shall punish you for your wantonness, and you shall suffer the penalty for your sinful adultery, idolatry, and you shall know that I am Hashem. Hebrews 10, 18-39 Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. 
Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose you, shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite to the spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongs to me. I will recompense, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days, in which, after you were eliminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Psalm 109, 1-31 Hold not your peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about also with words of hatred, and fought against me without a cause. For my love they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for good, and hatred for my love. You set a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow.
Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he has, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth, because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing like as with his garment, so let it come into his bowels like water, and like oil into his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment which covers him, and for a girdle wherewith he is girded continually. Let this be the reward of my adversaries from the Lord, and of them that speak evil against my soul. But do you for me, O God the Lord, for your name's sake, because your mercy is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like the shadow when it declines. I am tossed up and down as the locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh fails of fatness. I became also a reproach to them. When they looked upon me, they shook their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my adversaries be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those that condemn his soul. Proverbs 27:13. Take his garment that is surety for a stranger, and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Genesis chapter 31, and then we're going to jump into Ezekiel and then into the New Testament. The verse I want to zoom in on is from Genesis chapter 31, verse 3, where it is written, Then Hashem said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers where you were born, and I will be with you. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. With these words, Hashem implies that he will be with Jacob only if he returns to the land of his fathers, the land of Israel, but not if he stays with Laban in Haran. Rabbi Meir Lebush Weiser, a Bible commentator and Hebrew grammarian commonly known by the acronym Malbim, explains that Hashem intentionally removed his protection from Jacob in order to motivate him to return to Eretz Israel, 
After spending so much time outside the Holy Land, it is time for Jacob to go home. Now, as I read that commentary, I just got this huge download that I want to share with you. Remember, the house of Jacob is the family that belongs to Yeshua. And the house of Jacob is basically all 12 tribes, both northern kingdom and southern kingdom. So Jacob represents God's people, particularly at the end of days. We have talked about the time known as Jacob's trouble. So isn't it possible that God has removed some of the protections that we have enjoyed and experienced here in America and even in other nations around the world, the liberties, the freedoms, the uh, prosperity and the blessings. He's removed some of that to make it so that we are uncomfortable, so that we will want to leave when it is time to leave for the greater exodus. It actually all started with the Twin Towers destruction. Um, back in on 9-11-2001, and then of course our borders are no longer secure, and we have hundreds of thousands, even up to a million or more, of illegal aliens streaming across our border just in the last nine months. And so all of these protections and liberties and freedoms and blessings that we have enjoyed in the U.S. and also throughout the world in other places, such as Australia, France, Europe, um, around the world, those liberties and freedoms are rapidly being shelved, put aside, and instead we're under tyranny. We're under all these mandates and coercions. And why might God be allowing that to happen? Because he's actually creating conditions that are sim similar to what the Hebrews were experiencing when they lived in Egypt. They were oppressed. They were slaves. They were under tyranny. They had no liberty or freedom. And they cried out to God to deliver them. And then the Lord sent Moses. So we are now experiencing around the world, in all the nations, conditions similar to what the Hebrews experienced when they were in Egypt under the boot of Pharaoh. And this is all a preparation, I believe. What did God want to accomplish with Jacob in making things uncomfortable between him and his father-in-law, Laban? He wanted Jacob to leave and not stay comfortable in this land outside of the promised land. And what does God want to accomplish with us today? He wants us to leave at the right time. There is a time to leave, a time to go on an exodus journey, to return home to the promised land from all the nations where we have been scattered. So Jacob here, I believe, is a remez hint, a picture, and a prototype, a, a prophetic blueprint, if you will, of the end of days Jacob nation that will soon exit the womb of Egypt, and a new nation will be born, and that nation is called Zion. And that nation, when it is birthed, will all the people that are scattered, Yeshua is going to gather and bring them home to Israel. For more details and information on this, visit uh, the BitChute channel, 
uh, go to bitshoot.com and look for Bridge Connector. Find the Bridge Connector channel. And then you will see a whole teaching called The Greater Exodus to Come, where I expand upon this idea. Now let's jump into Ezekiel chapter 23. And let's look at verse 4, where it is written, Their names were the elder one, Ohola, and her sister, Oholiva. They became mine, and they bore sons and daughters. As for their names, Ohola is Shomron, or Samaria, and Oholiva is Jerusalem. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Ohola is Shomron, Samaria, and Oholiva is Jerusalem. Ezekiel compares the two kingdoms of Israel, that is, the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, or Joseph, or Ephraim, and the southern kingdom, the house of Judah. He compares these two kingdoms to the two unfaithful sisters named Ohola and Oholiva. The northern kingdom is represented by the older sister, as it was the first to officially institute idolatrous worship from 1 Kings 12, and to establish alliances with deceitful foreign powers instead of trusting in God. The southern kingdom of Yehuda followed, also worshipping idols and making alliances with foreign nations against God's will. The covenant relationship between Hashem and the children of Israel is likened to a marriage. By worshipping other gods and relying upon foreign powers, the Israelites are being unfaithful to Hashem and defiling His land. Now I want to jump into Hebrews chapter 10. And starting in verse 35, let's look at verses 35 to 39, where it is written, Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So these verses really resonated with me today as I was reading them, especially in the time that we are now living in, where many people it's crunch time for them. They're at a crossroads, decision point. Many people who work in the medical world, doctors, nurses, healthcare providers, uh, in the travel world, pilots and uh, flight attendants and air traffic controllers, people, the first responders like firefighters, police officers, uh, state workers, federal workers, and even just employees throughout the nations are having to make a decision about whether or not they're going to take the jab in order to be able to continue their job. Many have already taken that decision and said, no, I will not take the jab. And they have filled out religious exemption forms, and perhaps it was accepted or perhaps it was denied. But many have already been terminated, fired, let go. And it's a big purge is what it is. Uh, hospitals are being purged. So no more will you see doctors and nurses and staff who are unvaccinated. 
Same thing in the police departments, the fire departments, um, state troopers, state employees. They're purging all of these different sectors of our economy, purging employees so that the only people who are in the public arena working are those who are vaccinated. This is absolutely evil and it's tyranny. And so for those who have had to make a huge sacrifice and step out in faith and trust God to provide and who have lost their jobs, either they've been fired or you you quit or you retired early, I want to say these words of hope and encouragement that you hang on, that you trust God, you will receive a promise, and that this faith that you're walking in to trust him for your provision, to trust him for your protection, you will be greatly rewarded. That's not why we do it. But we do know we want to walk in faith and not fear and continue to walk in faith, even as the days get darker, even as the noose around the neck gets tighter, even as the curtain of tyranny falls down even further. We walk in faith and we shine our light of Yeshua and we trust him and we believe that he is going to rescue his people. He's going to redeem his people. Yeshua is going, he takes note of every tear that we shed, every prayer that we cry out. He takes note, he sees the evil, and he's going to take action in his way and in his time, and we wait upon him to move and to act. Blessings and shalom. See you tomorrow. Yevrekka Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>